This is Maurice Lamarche, the voice of the brain, and you are listening to the Animaniacast. Another exciting episode of the Animani Cast. This is episode 2A Adventures in Phoenix Comic Con Part 2. What an epic title that is. And it's good because we have an epic panel for you as well today. Uh, this We are going to be listening to Maurice LaMarche's panel, uh, which was recorded at Phoenix Comic Con. Uh, let's see, a week before last Friday, I believe. Now, the panel audio isn't perfect. Um, there is a little bit of echo to it, but, you know, you'll still be able to hear 95% of everything that's heard. Eh, so, I apologize ahead of time for any kind of uh, audio quality problems there might be. It, yeah, it just is what happens when you record something live in a big room. Uh, you're going to find some fantastic information when it comes to not only the Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain, but also some really interesting stuff when it comes to his other projects, such as Inspector Gadget, The Real Ghostbusters, and of course, Futurama. I'm a huge Futurama fan myself, and well, I also grew up with The Real Ghostbusters. So if you're like me, you grew up with Maurice LaMarche. It was a real pleasure to meet him in person at Phoenix Comic Con. And uh, as you heard from the beginning of this uh, episode, he even recorded some fantastic bumpers, which you'll be hearing in the episodes to come. Before we send it over to Maurice LaMarche's panel, I also just want to give one quick plug over to our Twitter account, twitter.com slash You will see a poll where you get to vote on your favorite group of secondary characters other than Pinky and the Brain. Uh, if we put Pinky in the brain in there, guys, it, they would just run away with it. And come on, we got to make it competitive, don't we? Right? Right? Yeah. Anyway, so go ahead and head over there to vote for that. Uh, and uh, hey, join in some discussions that we have over at our Facebook page as well. Facebook.com slash Animaniacast, where you can uh, talk to and meet uh, a bunch of other fans as well. So go ahead and like our Facebook page as well. And hey, if you really like us and everything, take a few minutes to leave a quick comment. Leave some feedback on our iTunes page. Uh, We'd really appreciate it, along with five stars, because five stars are the best stars. There's more of them. We have another episode coming out a little later this week, where we'll be reviewing and discussing episode three of Animaniacs, uh, which has some great pirate stuff in my opinion. Um, So stay tuned for that later this week on the feed. Subscribe if you have not yet done so, and we'll see you next time on the Animaniacast. Yeah, and here's Maurice LaMarche's panel. Mr. Freeze, Kip, and Morgan from Futurama. 
very much. I'm so nervous I'm leaving now. <laughs> I, did, I thought there'd be five people. Yeah. <laughs> 
So when he retired and we did a series called Gadget and Gadgetines that aired everywhere in the world except the United States, um, uh, Don said, get him out of the building. He, he sounds more like me than I So I played the I played, guy uh, to take over his gadget for the TV But um, yeah, to go into the real Ghostbusters and have each of those scripts, uh, you know, Michael Gross, God rest his soul, and Joe Magic, you know, ran the show along with Joe Straczynski. And they, you know, they, they did the movie, and they said that their goal was to make each episode something that would have worked as Ghostbusters 2 before they'd done Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> so the quality control on that was that each episode would have worked as a movie, and it had a very cinematic feel. It felt very true to the, uh, to the, to the, to the film. And, you know, and on that subject, you know, now that there's a new film coming out, I know there's a lot of fumble about, you know, how can we do this? Women. This is going to be a fantastic film. I have not seen it, but you know I know a few of the players, and this is going to be great. It's going to be great. Melissa is a friend of mine, and you know it's, it's just you, be ready for it. You know, let go of your prejudices. That's what Zootopia is all about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so all three judgment, including sexist three judgment. Just let this film be the terrific film.
He was a terry cloth repellent. He had a repellent force field around him. <laughs> no, no bathroom could stay done up around Rodney. <laughs> so Rodney, you know, constantly, walking. Okay, hey, very excited to him, right? Okay, is he all right? All right. Excited for the show tonight? Okay, very good. He would come open and there would be, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I got used to it, but one night, you know, my mom, they were Vegas. Futurama, 
and we were doing the voice of the Donbot and the Clamps, and they would have a scene where they're talking to each other. Would you do it in one take, or you would just jump back and forth between voices, or would you record one voice and then on the recording, like basically talk to that recording? And I'll, I got it back. <laughs>
so they, uh, they, they hired me based on my ability to talk. We're writing a show about, you know, with celebrity clips in it. We should get that, that young freshman guy from the early 80s. So I was, I was on that thing. And we were in to stay. And I'm still frozen on this thing. You know, if there's a voice that, that Harry or, or Hank, you know, Daniel, you know, could come with or whatever. They, you know, like, they have to do two cans of salmon in there, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they have to do Captain Crunch as well. They voted the apple. It was apple crunch. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Disney. You've done some movies like Frozen and TV shows like House of Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Sports, and Pepper Ran. Yeah. What's your most favorite Disney role? My, my most favorite Disney role? Would have, I would have to say it's this so far. I mean, I, I love, I love her mouse. What's that? More of her. Great life. And I've got a, 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 a curriculum vitae, if you will, 
shows that people will enjoy for decades and have enjoyed for decades. I've gotten to keep working, and that's all an actor wants to do. You know, I get to work every day. Some people are on a sitcom for four years, and yeah, they make a few million bucks, and they're kind of set for life if they invest well, and they never work again. They're miserable because they just go, I only see it as that character. I get to be a character every day. So thank you guys for keeping on tuning in and giving me that kind of longevity. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> 
it's uh, such a rich power to give you so much guarantee. <laughs> did you ever follow up on that? Or? Oh, yeah, and then um, did you cry at Pride's dog?
know, sit back and kind of watch some of your episodes? And do you, are you able to do that after spending so much time in the studio with the script? I almost, I, I usually don't watch things fresh off the fresh off the press. It's too new to me, and I just hear me, and I you know, remember what I was thinking as we were recording, and you know, maybe I was, you know, I'm doing gigs, so I'm not bringing it for lunch. But if some time goes by, I can watch a couple years later, like, Painting in the Brain to me is now a terrific cartoon show about two lab mice who are dear friends. We can't, you know, we can't show them how much she loves them, but we're dear friends and they just have to try to take over the world every day. <laughs> and I watch that and I'm somewhat divorced from it. So I can enjoy it without, without, you know, without that, that sort of, you know, judgment in my head about what I did and what I should, you know. Waited a little longer on, on that on that line, on that note, held that note a little longer, gave it a little longer pause between each other. I now watch and just enjoy it, you know. Um, so so it's, it's 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 comedy plus time for me. Uh, so I can go back to things and enjoy it, like fresh off the press. So we know that uh, Pinky and the Brain were never on the same page when they were pondering. I think uh, I think the one that took the rock balls and breaks out most of the time when we're together. Uh, and again, my, my very poor thing. You're pondering what I'm pondering. Well, I think so, Bane, but if Jimmy cracks corn, no one cares. I 
think people are down a big thrill if it was Frank. You know? So, uh, but anyway, Frank got to be other characters in the picture, and that's, that's my own little bug. I don't, I don't uh, begrudge celebrities any work in voiceover. I believe you've got a sad car, I've got a sad car, we all deserve to be in the picture. But when it's, an, when it's iconic characters, I'm not talking, I don't mean to talk my character up too much, but you know, they, they, they kind of made a little mark, those two guys. And I'm not saying it as me, I'm saying it as those guys. The characters themselves, they're the stars. Um, but part of that stardom is the, the, the chemistry between Rob Paulson and Maurice and Marsh. So I, you know, I would probably be very impressed. Uh, I mean, it's certainly much more so than the depression or whatever seems to be going on right now with a woman ghostbuster. I think that's actually terrific. You can't, you can't bring back, you know, God rest the soul, Harold Ramis. You can't, you can't make it with the ghostbusters at the age of Wikipedia, you know, like the, the age bill is and all that. You know, this is going to be a fresh take on it. Oh, Pinky and the Brain, they're animated. They don't have to age. And that dynamic, I think, was what sold the show all this time, all those years. So hopefully, if they ever do, they won't use. Peter Dinklage and Russell Brand. You know, we were probably better than most have. Yeah. <laughs> I just shot myself again. This is going to go up on YouTube and Spielberg's going to see it.
a new skin for myself, and I sort of in my mind climb into that skin and feel like what I was Now I wanted to ask you about Zootopia. Yes. When you were Mr. Big, did yes. they alter your voice at all? They did. It's the only voice I do where I can't like reproduce it for you right here and have a sound. They gave it an 18, 24 um, percent uh, pitch upwards, depending on the scene. And uh, the, the, the engineer told me it was uh, it's eight seventy seven.
never go anywhere but on you, has a conversation with you, and then he threw this at a similar party two years later. And when I met him, again, I didn't need to be reintroduced. He remembered my name, he remembered what we talked about, and it was like, I was like, wow, I'm, I can't remember, you know, this was 20 years ago, I was still, you know, relatively young. I'm very unfocused, and I have difficulty with names and that sort of thing. It's a really amazing facility for me to have. So, it was great. It was very inspiring. You know, when a guy this, of this caliber goes, you know, he works pretty good. I like to work with you. You know, it's guess all the hard work they got. Guess you know, it's like it's job. You know. I think we have. Are we out of questions? I think we have one time for one more. One more. One more. Are there any roles that you pass up that you regret? Are there any roles I pass up? Did I regret? No. No. I have a couple of roles I passed up that I did. Uh, I did pass up something that uh, when there was a boom of um, flash animation for um, online, there was one particularly uh, poor taste cartoon. Um, and I played it, you know, I, I, there was a, by the same company did something called the Hard Drinking Lake. Where Gabriel Lincoln was an alcoholic, and I played John Lewis Booth, and I, I shot him in every episode. <laughs> that was, you know, I felt it's not too soon. <laughs> it was fun. It was, it was highly religiously offensive, and I'm not particularly religious, but I'm sensitive to other people's religiosity, and I do want to be part of something that could really, you know, just, just upset people on a spiritual level. So I walked away from that one. I don't regret it. Um, yeah. That's as controversial as I get. So. And in closing, my final question to you, Maurice, is what advice do you give aspiring voice actors? The advice that Rob Paulson and I were on the same page with this because we get asked this question a lot today. What we almost answered you soon. Become a good actor first. Your voice is important, obviously, otherwise it's pantomime. But you know, everybody's got a voice, and a lot of people can manipulate their voices to do other things, and some people only have one voice. I have my dear friend Andy Keller, who is the voice of ABC, uh, you know, and that voice of boss. And Andy just has that one voice, but voice, so when he reads that copy, you go, yes, sir, I'm going to do the boss. He's got authority, he's got depth, and he's got gravitas. Um, and he's a good actor. So be a good actor before you worry about being a good voice actor. Voice acting is simply acting without the hair, lighting, makeup, and, and, and keyword, you know, and getting your mark. The mark is, you know, this far from the mic. Other than that, you're an actor. I remember we were doing a show called um, uh, Captain Sitting in the Space Room.
where you work on sketch comedy characters. That's extremely helpful too. I know a lot of people in animation came from the ground, both on the writing end and the performing. Sherry Stoner, who was, uh, you know, a uh, uh, Saki Squirrel, you know, a grounder. You know, um, Kristen Wiig, who on, on uh, the Looney Tunes show was uh, was Lola Bunny, grounder. I don't know if you've heard of her. Or not. <laughs> that was before she was doing big movies. She was she was doing some some projects. You know, Sarah Brownlee, Brownlee. Brownlee. So anything like that. Anything else you know, work on your comedy chops? Don't worry about your voice. That's the way you go. Know. Yeah. <laughs> work on your acting. If you're the type of person who's stand up there, you know, Ben for standing up in front of Mark Wahlberg. Jokes are doing this or that. I have ten years of stand up comedy. Really help me learn where the funny is and reading along. So these are all the tools, uh, and then worry about getting on. You know, for all you know, you might, and on your way to becoming a good actor, you stand up reading. You might land a TV series and make that two hundred thousand dollars a week. You know, and, and you still go little oh, cartoon. But it's okay. It's all over. To you. Work on being a good actor. Maybe not so. So uh, with that, I want to thank you for coming up. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. If you want this done, you'll just have to find some actor who does impressions. Thank <laughs> you.